the street fight. Oh, I fucked it up. It's hey, it's me. Welcome to Street Fight. I think that's how I've been doing it because I open shows with hey, as though I'm some kind of a weird fucking freak. Uh, I don't have like an opening to the show, you know. I I am uh, still dealing with you know stuff. So we are we are here this week on the show. I have the wonderful and very cool Karen Geyer on with me. I got your name right, right? Yes, I've said you did. It before. Yeah, uh, and I'm so glad to be here. I can't even tell you. She's uh she do you are you still doing on belief and on grief podcast? So I'm on pause right now on on belief and on grief. I actually stopped doing it um during COVID because it was too much of a bummer. <laughs> I, yeah, that is like a really good. I mean, being a person that chose to do a podcast about death, mm-hmm. uh uh, I don't know how you do it. I, I told a story <laughs> recently. I don't know if I told this on Street Bite, uh, but I, I, uh, uh, one night I was watching something on TV and it was like really fucking heavy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, 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 and I'm before I go to sleep, this is like, before <laughs> I go to bed, it's really fucking heavy. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, okay, I got to watch something that isn't so heavy. Mm-hmm. Something that, something that'll lull me to sleep, maybe with some giggles and some goofs. Mm-hmm. And um, what ended up happening was I decided to watch th- th- something that there was no possible way it could be depressing, right? Mm-hmm. And and what that is is I watched Welcome to Wrexham. Oh no, and, is that any good? <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's not oh, bad, God. but I decided to watch it. it. It, you know, people know I'm fully Ryan Reynolds pilled. I love him. I I'm I'm serious when I say that's okay. I don't think any of his movies are bad. Like <laughs> I know people dislike yeah. him so much, but I look at his movies and I'm just like, I mean, I'm sure you know people have said waiting is ultra problematic. Honestly, probably is, but you know, it's a product of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just Ryan Reynolds. I love him. I love his action movies. I think they're very fun. He's like the most charming guy in the world for real. Like there's (laughs) nobody more charming. Like I would date him (laughs) and I don't, I'm fully on the other end of, of the sexuality spectrum, but I I just think he just seems pleasant to be around. And uh, Mac from it's always sunny in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. are the, they buy a soccer team. Right. They call it a club, but I call it a team. I'm in America. <laughs> um, and uh, I was like, you know what? There's no fucking way this will bum me out. There's no way this will get me to think about my mortality. Whole fucking episode was about different fans of the team that were dying of cancer. And I was like, fuck! It fucked me up so bad. Because it's not just something I don't... It's not something no. I fucking think about. You know? No. And like... I just feel like it's not something I think about and uh, I don't know how you could talk about it yeah. in any like in-depth way on a podcast because it would just make me fucking crazy to do. So yeah, I like I guess the whole reason that I did it in the first place was because like every time somebody dies and it goes out on Twitter, like you see the most 
fucked up behavior on behalf of most people. So I was like, that's actually like a really good amplification of what happens in real life. Like, you know, when you talk to people, um, you'll hear people like we, for instance, so I live in Toronto, we had the crack mayor, the crack mayor died. And people who were like that motherfucker, like the instant he died, he was a saint. He was a wonderful human being. People lined up to go see his body at city hall, like all this horseshit. And I was like, he was a motherfucker yesterday. He is a motherfucker in death. He is a motherfucker wherever he is now. Like it's, I'm sorry, but we have a weird, uh, you know, people have these weird, like, reflex actions around death because i don't think that we ever with the exception of like certain traditions like judaism where it's very like set up like here's what you do when somebody dies we really don't as a general like secular society we don't have a way of saying like hey here's how we should move through this and here's how we should process this and what happens if a motherfucker dies should we celebrate them should we tell the truth about them how does it work and so that was the kernel of it And then I just moved out into like these topics where I was like, a lot of people don't know anything about them. Like one of the topics was talking to Adam Caton Holland, who had a really serious tragedy in his life. Um, And he did this therapy called EMDR, which is like a revolutionary therapy that helps people process trauma. And um, it actually like works extremely well. The unfortunate part is it's extremely expensive, not un. Mm. Just like ketamine treatment. Yeah, I was just going to say, not unlike your ketamine treatment, which, by the way, I'm getting geared up to do. Yes, <laughs> so, you'll love it. I promise. I'm so that excited. It's worth the money to do yeah. it. It it changed my life so. Well, the much. thing about it up here is like you have to go to the right provider because it, right now they're not really doing it for generalized anxiety disorder, which is my, which is my thing. I think you did it for anxiety. Did you not? I did. I yeah. did. I, I don't think I have. I have. I don't think I'm. I I have been diagnosed as depressed like several mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 years ago, probably. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, maybe less. You know, when I was like 19 or 20, they, they, but mm-hmm. I think that was just somebody being like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Maybe you're depressed. Your doctor was um, like, hey, you seem kind of sad. Would you like a pill that also makes your dick not work? <laughs> I had, but I had, I, I can't express the severity of my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like to people, I, 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 mm-hmm. I hate to act like, you know, Oh, I had it really bad, worse than everybody else. And I also hate to say that something affected me because I'm a psycho, but it like made me feel like there was uh, probably four months there Uh where uh, I, I just, I was basically not able to feel like I wasn't freaking out. And my doctor, um, both my doctor and my psych were like super hesitant to put me on Xanax or, mm-hmm. or Ativan. Like they uh, just, I don't know why I never yeah. have a doctor. That's like, here's some, here's the fun pills. They always, every time I sign up for a doctor <laughs> and I switch a doctor, they're just like, Oh no, we don't really prescribe those things. And it's mm. like, what the fuck? Everybody else I know is on Adderall and yeah. Xanax and, and I can't get it. But anyway, I figured if they weren't going to prescribe me that, um, and I was just at my lowest, lowest of the lowest low, uh, and, and the anxiety was just wake up, 
white knuckle all day, mm-hmm. try to go to sleep, white knuckle until I knock myself out. And it just, it freaked me out. I was just mm-hmm. so freaked. And, you know, I can say this now, but, but like part of it was obviously my thing was ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. I didn't right. know at the time, but it was causing me a lot of anxiety. I yeah. didn't know what people were going to think. I didn't even know if I, I didn't know it was ending, but I didn't think I would have, I didn't think that even if it was, I would have the guts to fucking do it, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I, I just was in a really bad shape. And then I got these treatments mm-hmm. and, the thing uh, like I got them, I was done with them in like April or May, mm-hmm. maybe April. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the show didn't end. Right. And we didn't split until September. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my anxiety was pretty much gone the whole time. Even awesome. when my life was sort of chaotic, it was gone. Yeah. And now it, I don't have it. I just don't, I don't have anxiety anymore in the way that I did. So when you did it, was it just that, I don't know if people are going to find these questions interesting, but when you did it, was it just that you got hooked up to an IV and you just sat there for half an hour and went into a K hole or did they actually try to do talk therapy with you? No, 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 no talk therapy. They, I, I don't think any of them do that. Yeah. Well, uh, I think they I, try to bill it as like, maybe it's therapy, but I, I have not heard anybody mm-hmm. say that they actually got anything out. <laughs> I don't think I talked. Yeah. Uh, she said, but, and she told me I talked more than anybody else had ever would <laughs> make perfect fucking sense. Um, I know that one of the first things I said once I started tripping, I remember me looking over at the doctor and saying, um, you remember the band Eve six <laughs> heart in a blender? And she's like, yeah, I was like, he paid for one of these treatments. <laughs> and she was like, probably thought I was lying, but it was actually true. That's nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just such a fucking why I felt the need to yeah. say that. But then it I love just. It. You just say random things. Uh-huh. I don't remember. I, I know I told them that I was hesitant to do it because it sounded like hippie shit. The uh-huh. exact words was hippie shit. Yeah. Because uh, I'm still a, a redneck from fucking Groveport, Ohio. I said, this sure. all sounds like hippie shit to me. I don't even think it's going to work. Uh-huh. She's like, well, why don't you wait and see? And I'll tell you, it, it, what it does for you. Mm-hmm. For people that are interested in, in this, uh, I feel like what it does for you is it gets rid of the physical manifestations of your an- anxiety, which was all I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted the feeling that you get when you take Xanax, which is that the pit in your stomach, the butterflies in your stomach go mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. You won't like shake anymore those physical manifestations i haven't had those that's right and i haven't had anxiety so during covid like i so i i have never been a heavy like caffeine drinker person but i love a a nice coffee you know the last time i was in new york i was like i gotta get some duncan um and whatever but like since like lockdown and whatever, I started having like actual panic attacks every time I would Mm -hmm. have any caffeine. So like coffee or tea, it was insane. And even if I drank like too much, like, like Coke zero, I would be like, Oh my God, I'm going to fucking flip out. 
So to get rid of those feelings, that would be incredible because that has mm -hmm. been that has been really tough to navigate because what's what's weird about it, for me at least, my manifestation of anxiety during COVID, I was like, okay, I'm cool in an emergency. So when it first started happening, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make sure that I have the following items in my home. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna get up in the morning and do this with the dog before anybody is out and blah, blah, blah. And like, I had all my masks ordered and, all this crap and like I was like this I was like okay great and like but then the thing about how long is a piece of rope starts to sink in like when is this gonna end when are we gonna you know when am I gonna be yeah. able to see my family what is gonna happen um you know and I had some additional things going on in my life because shortly after we went into lockdown my dog was um diagnosed with cancer so then I was like Okay, so the only thing I get to do when I leave my home is take my dog to see his oncologist. Uh, and that is an hour and a half of sitting in a chair outside <laughs> waiting for somebody to call me on the phone and tell me how my dog is progressing in this like horrible illness that's eating his body. Cool. And it I, just, yeah. I started doing my walks. I think I did my walk the first day even like I, I wasn't super worried about I don't know if I understood that it was a lot harder to catch it outside mm -hmm. um, and I may have even worn a mask when I took my walks yeah but like uh, I quickly figured out like okay I mean it's pretty hard to catch this thing outdoors with your mm -hmm. if you're not in a big group of people yeah you know mm -hmm. and uh, I agree with you that I had a, a, a lot of I had a lot of trouble pre-vaccine mm -hmm. uh and then after vaccine the, the funny thing is is like after the vaccine mm -hmm. uh i went out to dinner and i flipped out too the oh, first few times i yeah. went out flipped the fuck out mm -hmm. and uh i think the last time the first time it didn't freak me out was uh i went to wrestling mm -hmm. in uh in september and that and in August too, I went to two wrestling shows and I felt like I was back to who I was before, but there was a period there where like, if I even got around people, I would get so fucking dizzy because mm -hmm. I was, I, I came out of lockdown pretty. I mean, I came out of lockdown basically after the first vaccine mm -hmm. after, not after the first, after my daughter was able to get right the vaccine which was pretty quick she's 18 years old now mm -hmm. so she, she was in there fairly early mm -hmm. and once she got the vaccine i was just like we we can't we i just we can't lock down anymore we'll, we'll wear masks we'll do whatever mm -hmm. but we we have got to fucking socialize yeah you know, it's been weird for me because I was very strict, like our building, they were very, because I live right in the middle of downtown. Um, they were like, listen, you have to wear a mask when you're in any common area in this building. So I just got in the habit of, I would hang my masks up on like, uh, like next to the door. And then I would just grab one, go outside. And like, I would always have one on outside, even when it wasn't hundred percent mandated. And I was really strict about everything. And then two things happened. <laughs> <laughs> one, um, this was before we had the vaccine. I got a phone call um, from a woman who's, who asked me if I would take who is now my dog um, because he is an ex-show dog, but he can't have babies. So she can't stud him out. So she was like, listen, I know you've had Affin pinchers before. 
would you take him? And I was like, yes, I would. And then she was like, okay, here's the complication. You have to fly to Edmonton and pick him up. <laughs> ah, yeah. So I had to get on a three and a half hour plane and pick him up and then get on a three and a half hour plane to come back without like any vaccine or anything. So it was just masks. And, and Brian, I wish I could show you a photo. I was wearing two masks. So I was wearing a paper in 95. <laughs> and then I had a, 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 a fabric one over top I had one of those like plastic shields I I wore a specific outfit that I could just like rip off when I got to the door and I had that, like a garbage bag next to the door <laughs> that was such a wild thing that people were doing there for come home take yep. your clothes off take a shower it's yep. like okay. and that was the next thing I got into the shower I washed the dog I washed myself and then like he must have been like what the fuck is going on but I, that was the only way I could see like, you know, taking care of it and whatever. And then the other thing that happened um, after that was this was after the vaccine and stuff. But um, all of a sudden, my job was like, yeah, we, we need to send you to these different state uh, cities in the US for research for your job. And I was like, okay, so then I was like, well, I can't there's no like medical reason that I can say no. So the only thing I can do is do it and do it as well as I can and protect mm -hmm. myself. And I had already had my two shots because that was sort of the precursor. You couldn't go anywhere unless you had your two shots. So then I started traveling and like, it's funny because people who follow me on Twitter, they'll be like, I cannot believe how much you travel and you've never gotten it. And I'm like, yeah, but I haven't I, gotten it either. I was like, I'm a big fucking nerd when I travel though. Like I don't go out to dinners when I'm traveling you know, um, I, I like even like last week I was in New York, I ate every dinner and every lunch in my hotel room. Like, <laughs> you know, it just, yeah. yeah. Well, I do that because I like to, <laughs> well, yeah, that's another thing. I mean, I, I needed some peace and quiet, but, um, but yeah, like, you know, so it's not glamorous. I'm not like, you know, <laughs> I had the opportunity to go out for like a very expensive dinner in Miami with, co-workers and I was like oh fuck I really want to go to this but I cannot do this because it was right before Christmas and I was going to be going to see some folks who are a little bit immune compromised and this and that and there's some babies and whatever and I was like I can't I can't bring this home from like the Omicron like center of the universe <laughs> to my <Yeah>. family <laughs> absolutely Absol I thought you were in New York I I always every you confuse the shit out of me because I'm like She's in Canada. And then I, I think I talked to you another time when you were in New York and I was like, well, what the fuck is she doing in New York? Yeah. So How my, does that work? my job is 50% in New York and 50% in Toronto. So that's ah, why. Yeah. That's nice though. You get to, you're in two world-class. I tell you about Toronto. <laughs> uh, the listeners have heard this 7 million times, but uh, when I decide when, when we started touring, uh, I was talking to my dad and I was like, yeah, our first show in New York. Mm -hmm. And he was like, really? You ought to go to Toronto. It's better because it's cleaner. Now, my dad's <laughs> never been to New York in his life. <laughs> I don't even know if he's been to fucking Toronto. Mm -hmm. to tell you. No, he has because he took a trip there. Him and him and my stepmom took a trip there and they just say it is exactly New York, but cleaner. And I'm like, yeah, that's the <laughs> problem with it, motherfucker. And yeah. he doesn't know. He doesn't fucking know what's going on my dad thinks my dad went to chicago and they were like oh it's you know really nice and we were like mm -hmm. where'd you go they spent the whole motherfucking time in a magnificent mile of which course is basically <laughs> all the same stores we have yep. in ohio yeah so 
yeah, that's but a, there's his two life. marshals. So there you go. <laughs> but he he was really worried about me going. He told me to go to Toronto, acting yeah. as though I, it's so funny. It, he loves Canada. Mm -hmm. He's just a real Canada fan. Um, if you do a show in Toronto and you don't call me, I'll be so fucking mad. Well, I probably <laughs> will not do it until next year. Mm -hmm. I think next year, um, I, I there's going to be some money freed up in like the business, mm -hmm. and I think me and Chris are going to do some live gigs together. Chris, Chris James are Ooh. probably going to try to do some live gigs together. That's that's like kind of my be Chris James and John Cullen maybe. So if I oh, did yeah. that up in Canada. Uh, that would be very fun, and we could do all my stuff. But mm. that's on the West Coast, do. though, right? With John Collin, doesn't he? Yeah, like but we yeah. could do Toronto too, <laughs> and 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 Winnipeg, and all those places. Yeah. But um, so what we're gonna do this week, other than talk about COVID and my dad's Canadian fandom? I'm serious. He <laughs> loves the place. He lived there till he was nine. Oh, and uh, he just he thinks it's. He tells me people are nicer there. He tells me there's not racism there. Uh, uh, okay. Like he just believes he just everything bad about America, he says, is good in Canada. I finally had to get him to admit there is racism in Canada mm -hmm. one time when I was talking to him because I said something about, you know, some racist thing that happened in the United States. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, I mean, you know, that stuff doesn't happen up in Canada. I'm like, motherfucker, it does happen up in Canada. <laughs> it it happens everywhere. Does. There's racism there. Next yeah. time I'm going to get in because I do know uh, uh, about, well, not that I know exactly what's going on, but the indigenous people, mm -hmm. the, the way they're treated, I'm just going to go in with that the next mm -hmm. time my dad says Canada's great. Yeah. And, and you then, know who causes the worst shit for them is the Mounties, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. <sighs> and I'll say this about him in New York <laughs> too, Karen. Mm -hmm. He's never been. Mm-hmm. He has never been to New York City. Well, New York is life. funny because, like, I think Toronto, you can have sort of a fairly similar experience wherever you go in the city. But really, New York, if you go to different parts of the city, you can have a radically different experience. And that, yeah. I think that's the difference between New York and Toronto. It rips there. I love it there. I, mm -hmm. I got a brother. I talked about this on the Colin show this week, but my brother is like, uh, <laughs> he so travels. He's a guy who likes to travel. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't like to go anywhere. Like, he doesn't like to go anywhere that's not like touristy. Oh, you know. Okay. So, like, you can go to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which I just went to and was miserable. <laughs> um, uh, fucking you went to Dollywood or something recently, didn't you? I didn't go to. Do he went to Dollywood. Oh, okay. I uh, went and rode ATVs with my daughter. She oh, always right. wanted to ride an ATV. Oh, did she like and, it? Uh, no, none of us liked it. It was the most anxiety-inducing <laughs> thing I've ever done. I am not lying. All of us were, except for my wife. Mm -hmm. But me and Gwen were like, I, I was worried that her or my wife, this is, in, this is uh, uh, sexism. Full stop. I'm, like, right. I'm going to admit my faults. I thought they were going to wreck it, and I was going to have to pay for it. <laughs> um, was not worried about me wrecking it at all almost i almost wrecked gwen they is the newly wrecked. minted woman driver right so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i realized it kind of after that i was just like i'm just acting like this thing that i've done like maybe two times in my life i think i'm gonna be okay 
Right. But they are definitely going to wreck and I'm going to have to pay for it, <laughs> which I know that is something evil inside of me. But like, I just, mm -hmm. I just, I, 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 I don't know if it was sexism necessarily. It could have been, it could have also been, I am just like, I, my low self-esteem does not like track itself to like sort of abilities like that where mm -hmm. like I get on one of a four wheeler mm -hmm. and think I'll be able to do this. this is no problem. I don't, I've, I've never ridden a motorcycle in my life. I've ridden a dirt bike once and I tipped it over and had to have <laughs> my friends come and get me and lift it <laughs> off of me. Oh my God. Yeah. It didn't fall like on. I was, I was, so, uh, I was driving this, this, uh, this, dirt bike and my buddy we were all out in the woods and they were like mm -hmm. yeah brian go ahead you you can you can ride this time here's the clutch and here's the uh mm -hmm. here's the clutch and here's the uh gas now problem with that is i don't know what the fuck a clutch was okay. like i just was like yeah. oh yeah 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 okay okay uh <laughs> and uh i stayed in first gear mm -hmm. for and they said it just sounded like yeah right yeah. And we were in the woods and they had, uh, for, for people that were moving at a good speed, they had these like kind of banks off to the side mm -hmm. and we, on our bikes, we would ride up the bank and go down as we were going around mm -hmm. the corner. And, uh, I saw it when I was coming up and in my mind, I pictured in the movies when somebody rides a dirt bike and they mm -hmm. go up the bank and then around. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I wasn't going fast enough. No. I got like a quarter of the <laughs> bank and then the bike just fell over. Oh, no. And I like it fell on my leg, but I was OK. I, I, I just kind of climbed out from under it and I was like, I'll just Horrible. lift it back up and ride it back. And I couldn't lift it. And oh, I just God. had to walk back, leaving the dirt bike running and <laughs> still in first gear. <laughs> yeah, that's my only experience. <laughs> I on a fucking it. dirt bike and i'm like i think my wife and kid are gonna wreck this thing and yeah and that's gonna be fucked up because i have to pay for it it's on my credit card so mm -hmm. that was my atv that was my sexist atv experience yeah um so we're gonna do a little bit of ask a manager listeners mm -hmm. know about it it's a blog where we read questions to manager but but Throughout the show, I thought we would intersperse something that I found yesterday as I was looking for prep for the show. Uh, I was looking, sometimes, you know, there'll be, sometimes there'll be good human resources videos to watch. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll look and see if there are any good human resources videos for, for me and Karen to goof on. Mm -hmm. And uh, there weren't. I didn't find any, but I found <laughs> this page called Bright Things. It has 84.3 thousand subscribers. So it's making money, mm -hmm. I, I believe. Um, I'm trying to look at how many plays this video has. Mm -hmm. We're looking at 1.1 million plays. It's a five minute and 30 sec six second video mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna play it throughout the show every once in a while so people can hear okay. what mm -hmm. this this is this video is i'm um, psychology facts about human behavior mm -hmm. so that's what we're looking at and uh, i'm just gonna let it start right now we'll, we'll listen to the first few 
When women are talking to you about their problems, they're likely not looking for an answer and just want someone to listen. <laughs> Having a five minute conversation with a woman gives men improved <laughs> mental health. I love this because it insinuates to me, it sounds like it's like if women would just talk to me for five minutes, yeah. I'd have better mental health. It's this like is from the Institute women. of Hey. Uh... <laughs> it's up to women to make sure I have good mental health. If they yeah. won't talk to me for five minutes, yeah. what the hell? See, this video gets just gets weirder and weirder. Men and women tend to blink more often during a conversation with someone they're interested okay. in. Most women are attracted to men who possess a strong sense of humor as it indicates higher Ooh, intelligence well, and honesty. That's good for me. <laughs> Studies show that men and women experience the same right amount there. of emotion. Men and women do experience the same amount of emotion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to stop it before you can finish because uh, it, it quickly becomes basically an old stereotype yeah i love that like all that. of these have like no citations there's it's like just a qualitative thing it's like hey women are people apparently <laughs> according to a study and also uh please help the men out because we don't know what the fuck's going on there <laughs> one i'm wondering it it makes me wonder if this was this could have been put together by like AI, mm -hmm. but it, it, I can't, I listened to a, this whole thing, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. to, don't listen to the whole thing. Although you might end up hearing the whole thing throughout the episode. <laughs> um, uh, I listened to the whole thing and I really couldn't figure out if I thought it was a man or a woman that made this. Yeah. Like, I think it's a dude. It comes off like a guy. Cause mm -hmm. it comes off as like, ways to help men you yeah know? and we should probably describe this a little bit so like there's just like a solid background that that looks like a car window where someone has been pulled over because there's just red lights like hot back <laughs> yeah. lighting like rain on like a, a, a glass so like and then it's got this weird tinkle tinkle music in the background and the freaking like auto-generated uh voice like it, it's all going together to like really like be something creepy can i tell you that the weirdest thing about it is again we talked of 1.4 million views mm -hmm. and it's five minutes and 36 seconds yeah who long. would watch six minutes of this i can't imagine a the only person that probably watched the whole thing is me <laughs> i i would guess that's the same with a lot of videos i'll do, just do mm -hmm. a couple more and then and we'll move into ask a manager and then maybe play more later mm -hmm. But women tend to they be do. more honest about they them. Be honest. Women tend to feel loved when talking face to face with their partners, whereas men feel emotionally close when they play that or talk I side by side. Have, I don't know. A psychological study has found that people who are generally too nice are also the ones who gets emotionally <laughs> hurt the most. Okay, great. <laughs> that is. This is why I think this is by a dude yeah that is nice guy yeah that's that, gentle incel stuff happening right there exactly it's it's me uh well i was always 
pretty I was always good with my wife. I'm I'm not saying I was ever mm-hmm. like an abusive asshole. I was, I've I've been with her since I was 19. Mm-hmm. Uh but I was an asshole mm-hmm. for a like probably till I was like 36 I think was when I decided like hey, you're an asshole, sir. Uh, but I was a guy that ran around talking about how nice of a guy I was. Right. Oh, I'm actually nice. Mm-hmm. And then like I started to add up the the nice things I say mm-hmm. <laughs> with the mean things I said. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm just mean. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm not a nice guy. And that's when I sort of changed my that's when I changed my attitude about that's <laughs> people are people think online a lot that I'm I'm in a, a really nice understanding person. I know that's what a mm-hmm. lot of people think about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was not the case uh, for a long fucking time. And <laughs> it's that nice guy shit, which mm-hmm. is there's just so many guys out there that I, I was talking about being in Gatlinburg. There was a T-shirt that was really popular there that says, I'm the nicest asshole you'll ever meet. <laughs> Which means you're just an asshole. I yeah. can guarantee you're just you're never nice and you're just an asshole. Right. <laughs> so uh like why don't we start this out? I, I'm gonna start this out with a really uh uh interesting one. This is and and y- y- you work in an office, so so yeah, I work from home mostly, but yeah, I have to go into the office every now and again, and it's a real soul-shattering experience. So yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have office you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to deal with like office politics oh, and yeah. managers. I had somebody, and- Brian, I had somebody turn me into HR last year for engaging in targeted harassment because I, before the sin of asking them where a document was because legal was closing for Christmas and we needed it in before Christmas. <laughs> and the person, <laughs> instead of doing it, turned me into HR. that sucks so here we go this is the first one uh and and i i I must warn you karen we do not read the answers we only read the problem hell yeah and me and you are the authoritative voices well i love to get my opinion on shit so let's do it here we go i've had a co-worker someone who's been working at the company for 15 years call me Call both me and another woman, the only two women in our whole department, young lady multiple times. <laughs> ugh, ugh. That is creep behavior. I don't like that name. I, no. I I think like young lady is strictly like a little kid that's in trouble thing. Yeah. I feel. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh it is creepy. I don't I don't know why we were talking about this on the Tom Likas uh Shocktober episode where mm-hmm. people call into his show and uh they call them they call him Papa. Mm-hmm. But some will call in and say, Hey dad, some mm-hmm. will say hey daddy, some will say hey papa. It's mm-hmm. dudes that listen to a stupid show. Yeah. And uh we decided that like Papa is just that is weird. Like it's you're not French. Why are you saying that? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he called him young lady, which is very odd. Uh, he's the most senior person on the team. Last week, he called my female coworker young lady at our team meeting. Mm-hmm. Something like, "You should try doing this, young lady. You might have better results oh when entering time into our super complicated time entry system." I waited until he was done talking and said, just so you know, 
calling us young lady is rude and condescending. It makes it sound like we're being scolded. Mm -hmm. That's a good, I mean, mm -hmm. I maybe wouldn't have, I maybe would have done it a different way. Well, I'm mm -hmm. not a woman, you mm -hmm. know, I don't have this problem. People yeah. don't say young boy to me. And if they did, I'd be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Give me a young boy. Thank yeah. you. Um, so I, I don't think telling people they're, now this is going to come up like I'm an asshole. <laughs> telling people they're rude that you have to be around mm -hmm. every day for mm. several hours. Yeah. I just don't think that's the move. No, I think that you could say like, hey, you know, it's sort of out of fashion to say it that way. Like, I know where you're coming from, but it's the here are some alternatives like that is probably the better way of handling it instead of being like, hey, fucker, you <laughs> stop being rude and yeah. condescending when you could just say, you know, people don't really like it when you call them young lady, sir. Yeah, especially if you're <laughs> saying it in front of other people like. Yep. I think you have to, you know, like one time with my old boss, he was just kind of a, a bumbler about certain topics and stuff. Like, I don't think he really had like a, um, a predilection to like say things that were wrong or whatever. I think he just didn't know what to say and kind of like, it would kind of come out like a weird marble out of his mouth. And one time uh, somebody was away because it was a Jewish holiday. And then he was like, well, what do you say to a person when they're celebrating that? And I think it was actually Yom Kippur. And I, I was like, you don't <laughs> like, I was just like, <laughs> you really, you know what? If you have to ask, the answer is don't like, yeah, they, they don't need you. No. <laughs> also like, what are you going to say? Happy Yom Kippur. That's not going to work. Like, don't just no. Just yeah, just if you don't know, <laughs> yeah, they, I, I think that like that is white American Christian stuff, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. where it's like we are supposed <laughs> to know that we, we just are like Merry Christmas because yeah. we are the 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 <coughs> main in America, we're the in Canada. I mean, yeah, Christmas it's a dominant is the culture, main yeah, dominant thing, and I think in America, and I think that situation that that um that merry christmas thing which you mm -hmm. you're not even allowed to say anymore now joe biden's <laughs> president um but i think that we then now also think like oh well you know here's a holiday i here's ramadan what do i say yeah. for ramadan Again. you know and it's like they don't need you <laughs> you like, don't need to wish somebody a happy ramadan please don't do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't have to fucking worry don't worry yourself yeah you don't they're not expecting a... it out of you first of all and also you're gonna fuck it up so just don't um speaking right. of dominant culture in canada though did you know that you can write to santa in canada he has his own postal code which is h-o-h-o-h-o and if you write to santa you get a letter back from like the, like postal workers <laughs> um we have that here too, I believe. I believe we okay. have that. Um, so, yeah, I believe we have that here mm -hmm. in the United States. You can send a letter. Mm -hmm. So, this isn't the end of the story here. I think uh, this gets yeah. weirder now. Oh, I love it. So, he proceeded <laughs> to say he was no longer talking on team calls, mentoring, or helping anyone. Oh. It's been a and he still refuses to help or talk to anyone or even show us 
and as online on our chat service. We're all remote. My boss says that I triggered him and I shouldn't oh. have said anything with the rest of the team on the call. Mm. All five of us, including the boss. I would have expected an, oh, sorry, I won't do it again. Not a temper tantrum. Mm -hmm. So then she asked, who's right? Should I allow a 50-year-old man call me and my coworker, both late 30s, young lady, to keep from, quote, triggering him? I find it rude and only appropriate to say to a four-year-old in positive terms, mm -hmm. you look adorable, young lady, or to a slightly older girl as a negative, where are you going, young lady? It shouldn't ever be appropriate to say to a grown woman, mm -hmm. much less a coworker. Mm -hmm. So, so well, we, were, we were saying she didn't have the best tact in saying it, but then the guy goes ahead and makes himself a bigger asshole. Yeah. I mean, you can't do anything about it at that point. Everybody can just be like, what a fucking dick. He, he showed himself to be a dick twice because he did the thing. And then he couldn't get over the re response. Like I, it's, it's an interesting thing. Uh, those kinds of dynamics, because I have a person who I sometimes have to work with and he, um, had to get something done and he was he's an older dude and he um i actually really like him as a person but he had to call me because i am working on a project where only certain people on this project know all the details and i happen to be the the person who knows all of the details so he was like i need to talk to you about this can i call you and i was like sure and at 17 minutes into the call, I was like, can I just stop you for a second? And he was like, what? And I was like, I haven't spoken once yet. You haven't asked me a question about this project. <laughs> like, you what called me, say? bitch. And he was like, oh. And I was just like, do you have a list of questions? Do you, like, what, how can I help you? Because, like, I cannot be on here all day to hear about your fucking acupuncturist. And, you know, the last time you went through Central Park and, you know what you ordered for groceries i i don't i don't have time for it honey like anyway Oof. you know you just hey, have you know what you didn't seem like an asshole saying that i mean <laughs> he probably thinks you're an asshole but you know what the person on the other end of that exchange is always gonna think you're an asshole for sure they're isn't like the thing about it is and this is something i've said on 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 the show a lot is like you know, when somebody gives me criticism mm -hmm. and I, I, this is just, and I think this is the same way with a lot of people. When somebody gives you criticism, the first thing you do is like, think, fuck you. You mm -hmm. know, of course, you fucking tell me what I'm going to fucking do, you know? Yeah. And you're supposed to wait. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I wish people, there should be an app where you can wait it gives you 15 minutes after somebody gives right. you criticism where you can just sort of sit down and be like, okay, mm -hmm. um, there we go. We're, we're, nothing bad's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell them I appreciate it. And that's probably, I, I mean, I don't think that woman had any sort of, uh, um, any sort of responsibility to sugarcoat what she was saying because calling an adult woman young lady is odd. Yeah, it is. Um, it's creepy it's behavior. behavior. Yeah. 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 I don't even know. I don't I don't I I don't know if it's even like sex creep behavior. I just think it's like I don't know. You you just don't call adults what you call kids. Yeah, no. I it think. 
Especially, I think the rubric for this should be like, is there a male equivalent? And like you said, like you don't, first of all, well, young boy, young boy, (laughs) does that sound creepy to you? Uh, And also the only time somebody does use that particular term is usually when they're talking to a black person. Yes. Um, So, you know, let's consider the message that's being sent out. If those are the only two, you know, analogs we have. Something yes. creepy or racist, maybe let's drop it. Right. So here's <laughs> a little bit more psychology information before we get to our next one. Oh, fucking. This fucking music. I'm when a get woman killed. is attracted to a man, she speaks at a higher pitch than normal. That's good. That's good. Help, mm-hmm. Women are likely to be more attracted to men. Whose feelings are a mystery than oh, they are to men who have already showed interest in okay. cell shit happening again. Now that <laughs> is incredible. That is this is such a dude thought mm-hmm. to think. I, I've been with my wife for, for 20 years, 21, mm-hmm. I think, or 22. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. We just had our wedding anniversary, but that was um, but I don't think there was ever a time where she was more attracted to me because like there wasn't a time where there was a time at the very beginning mm-hmm. where maybe I was uh, a little more closed off mm-hmm. as a person. And, you know, you, you start, you start dating somebody, especially when you're 19, you're like, do I really want to get involved in like for real dating somebody, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. now? And uh, she told me, after like a month, she was like, we're either on or we're off. And uh, that's sort of what happened. Mm-hmm. And which leads me to believe that I don't think there was ever a time where she was like, uh, hey, he doesn't, I don't know if he likes me. This is great. <laughs> she wasn't like, I got to see what he keeps in all those Jinko pockets. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, like nobody, I think it's so funny when people say that, like, specifically say that line because yeah and and extrapolate it to be everybody because Mm -hmm. i gotta tell you i hate not knowing what people are thinking about me yeah no i mean yeah i my anxiety when i'm when i first start dating somebody is always like it's bad because i'm like trying to gauge their thing i'm trying to gauge my thing and it's just a bad confluence of stuff so yeah mystery you can take that and shove it right up your ass i don't i'm not interested hate (laughs) it so much like i'll tell you i'll tell you a quick this is a little behind the scenes thing but like last week on shocktober uh we were gonna have one guest but they weren't able to show up so we got jesse farrar to do it because he's Mm -hmm. a sweet boy that'll do Mm -hmm. it yeah. And uh, I he's a young him, boy you can trust. <laughs> he's a young boy that I can trust. And I asked him if he could do it on Friday or no Thursday during the day. And he was like, well, I have some stuff going on at this time. And I was like, well, could you do it two hours before that? And he was like, yeah, next day he, he's, he agreed to do it. Mm-hmm. Next day I DM'd him and said, I'm very sorry. I was too pushy. Uh, I should have never done that. And I apologize. And he was like, I wasn't like mad at you. No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel you were too pushy. And I said, yeah. Oh, Oh good. Cause I thought about it all night. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I love the anxiety. Like, you know how, like when, 
they have that term lisply d'escalier where it's like, oh, you think of like the perfect comeback after something has happened. But like, I have that, but like with anxiety related things, right? So like afterwards you're like, oh fuck, like I said this word instead of that word. And you're like, the person processed the statement in one statement. They weren't, they weren't doing a copy edit. Like they're not sitting there at home being like, why did she say that to me? Like, life is not an episode of curb your enthusiasm it's really not <laughs> dude that's funny because that was one of the first things you, you know it's funny that you bring that up because this is uh, this is really related to that in that like i as when i was an asshole uh-huh. uh or at, i'm still not perfect you know i uh-huh. still can be definitely be an asshole but when that stuff was going on and I was like being meaner to people and, and I didn't take people's feelings into account and stuff. Uh, one of the things that socially that I had to do was, was remind myself that I don't want that people aren't thinking about me all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's what actually makes us act like not have good behavior mm-hmm. is that like we we say something we walk away mm-hmm. we decide we said it wrong the person we're talking to didn't say it wrong mm-hmm. you know they didn't that's feel right that way. they didn't even fucking think about it. they didn't even fucking think about it for one minute mm-hmm. they, they it just moves on and i would like walk away thinking uh i i said that i said that wrong and mm-hmm. then I start thinking about something else they said. And then I'd be like, oh, what a dick. I can't believe they'd say that. Then I would just get mad at people for stuff that didn't fucking happen. Right. You know? Like for stuff yeah. that I made up in my head, then I would decide this person's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Oh, this person's a fucking asshole because of that. And it's like none of the stuff that I said, none of it. Yeah. Was happening. And I lost a lot of friends that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And that was something that is a lifelong battle, I think, for yeah. to not think you're the center of the universe. No, I mean, I definitely have that in relationships, especially as they get to be long term. Like, I'll have those moments where if I'm under any kind of other stress externally or with work or whatever, where all of a sudden that person, like, I will fixate on everything going on there. And it's like, that is none of this is real, but in the moment, it's very, very real. It's the only thing going on in your life. And it's, it is the thing that's going to kill you. And it's that, that's the hard part about anxiety. Like, uh, I wish people would understand, like, when we talk about anxiety, like in the general population, like, yeah, like having like itchy butt tingles, cause you're taking a test. That's like a normal like, anxiety reaction. And it goes away. Like, you don't think about that 30 years later and still get the itchy butt tingles. But I can tell you right now, I can think about something that happened, you know, that like w- was embarrassing to me, at, you know, years ago. And I can bring the entire thing right back because of how we write memories. You write memories based on emotional charge. And so that caused such a strong emotional reaction in me. I will remember everything that happened. I can remember what I was wearing. I can remember like a song that was on the radio. It's fucked. Yeah, I've gotten sad. I I've gotten sad thinking about shit that happened in like 2011, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. I I I agree. I mean, I I think, you know, being introspective is I mean, it's a good 
thing in a way you should mm -hmm. always be you know sort of doing self-criticism oh think. yeah but you shouldn't be like making yourself sort of the bad guy and everything yeah because you know? i think no. that's what we really tend to do is that we decide that what we said was evil right and uh i think that would be the issue for me so, so I, yeah i have the exact opposite of my family so my dad is a nurse i mean both my parents are a narcissist but my dad is the worst one of the two and he legitimately doesn't believe anything happens outside of his like hova vision like he's just like you know, um, like I, I'm just going to do this and that's too bad if people don't like it and whatever. And it's, it's, I think growing up with that in the house, you're like, I don't want to be like that. And so yeah. when you already have anxiety, you're like, I am going to do everything in my power to not be like that. And basically what it ends up being is a Ouroboros where you just eat your own tail the whole time. Yes. And it's no, I mean, my, sister, my sister has like kind of severe anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, she's, she's seeing a therapist and stuff like that, but like, she really thinks that she really thinks that like, everything's like a game of, of 40 chess, mm -hmm. you know, where it's mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, well I said this. And then they said this back, which mm -hmm. means this. And it's like, you don't fucking shit about what anything means. Yeah. You know, uh, um, and a lot of people are extremely dumb and a lot of people don't think things through. And a lot of people are able to not think things through, do something dumb and then walk away. <laughs> so I know that's what sucks is that <laughs> the most wrong people will never know that they're wrong. No. So here's our next ask a manager advice. A reader writes a few weeks ago, one of our newest employees went from desk to desk asking everyone if they'd like to buy a lunch as a fundraiser for her daughter's church. As she approached each person, she began, I've already cleared this with HR mm -hmm. and he said it was okay. Mm -hmm. Is this normal for an HR manager to be okay with employees engaging in direct solicitation of other employees during company time, regardless of whether the employee handbook specifically bans employee employee solicitation during work time? By the way, ours does ban it with an exception for various charitable campaigns, which mm -hmm. will be planned and executed by the company. But I'm still curious as to whether it would be considered normal somewhere for this kind of solicitation to occur. Now, I'm not going to get mad at this person for this because honestly, I don't like that, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think charity is kind of a different thing, but like my wife would get caught up in fucking like candle parties and yeah. like, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, here's a sex toy party I'm doing, which I can't think of anything she'd be less interested in. Yeah. Uh, but just a bunch of this stuff where like uh, pampered chef. Like she would mm -hmm. just get roped into these things and, and mm -hmm. we were broke. And sometimes she would just come home and be like, I spent $180. And I'm <gasps> like, why? She's <gasps> like, I just felt like I had to, because I was at this, you know what right. I mean? Like mm -hmm. she just yeah, felt yeah, yeah. pressure to fucking do it. She didn't want to look cheap. Yeah. She, you know? I also, uh, yeah. But like the thing about it is charity is one thing, you know, but it's a church is a whole other thing. I know. I agree and with like, that too. This is the one thing that's really funny. You were talking about the difference between Canada and America. So we have this thing at our work where um, every week somebody from the company will go and do this like thing that's like five things about me or whatever. And you can present it however you want. And that's part of the whole thing because it's an ad agency. So they want to see how different people present different things. 
And one guy got up and two of the five things about him were religious based. And so he was <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is my church. It's really important to me. And then the other thing was about a kid he sponsored. And I remember saying to somebody on our team, I was like, I think that the Canada team was probably really confused by that. And he was like, why? And I said, well, it's not really a thing that you talk about here. Like I, I would be, I, I think you could, there are certain people who you know what their religion is because there are context clues. Um, but people don't just go and like tell everybody at work that they're a Mormon or whatever. Cause it's just like, it's socially, it's just not a thing. And most people are not particularly religious here. So it's just not really a topic of conversation. And this person on our team was like, Oh really? And I was like, yeah, like they just couldn't believe that, yeah. that, uh, you know, other places that people don't really make that a form of conversation. Like I've never been on a date and asked somebody what their religion is. Have you? I, well, I mean, you have a limited experience. I don't even but... like really date that much. Yeah. I, I think everybody <laughs> kind of knows that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't think people know my religious beliefs now mm -hmm. as much as they might have in the past yeah. but i mean i'm an atheist so yeah, like same. i just don't <laughs> run around saying it yeah. you know what i mean hey i'm an atheist, no me you know? neither i so, mean because like also like i am an atheist but i don't i'm not gonna tell other people what they should believe either because like it's not my place to do that the whole point of being an atheist is that you don't tell you don't want other people to tell you what to believe. So don't tell them what to believe. I think even like the definition I give of even my atheism is more of a, Oh, I don't care. I mean, wh what, hmm. what difference would it make if I knew how we got here on this planet? I mean, yeah. it wouldn't make any fucking difference at all no. to me. I know that sounds like a very ignorant guy thing to say, but I, I just, I, I don't care if yeah. there's a God. You know, I like, I just, it's not something I, 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 maybe I'm just an incurious kind of loser guy, but I, there's just nothing. I don't feel like it would change anything for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, fuck it. If I go to hell, I go to hell. I'm not, I, I, yeah. I don't think there's a God, but I don't also want to mull it over forever, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. she has another issue with this where she goes, I don't give money to organizations unless I know who they are and what they're doing with the money. Right. I live in the South and my politics are definitely out of place here. I don't want to give money to an organization that may turn around and use it to denigrate minorities, advocate against yeah. marriage equality, or any of the numerous other issues on which I disagree with the local congregations. Okay. I didn't feel comfortable asking her all the questions I'd normally have since I knew everyone else was probably saying yes without a single thought. So I said I needed to think about it because I thought I had a doctor's appointment that day and uh, <laughs> for for lunch that day, coward, just say no. Uh, but uh, yeah. and I needed to check on that. And then I just never said anything to her either way. I <laughs> thought this would be a one time occurrence. So I pushed it out of my mind. But apparently it's not. She came around again this week and simply said, lunch is Friday. What can I put you down for? <gasps> I panicked and said, what are the options? When her reprise, replies were all meat, I said, I'm sorry, but I try to eat vegetarian on Fridays. It's a holdover from my Catholic days. Literally one of the worst lies I've ever heard. That is that bad. Yeah. What are you, a Vatican One Catholic? What are you doing? <laughs> I have never heard a lie that bad. You, you, why don't you just say I'm a fucking vegetarian? Yeah. You can't just say that? Well, you yeah. think she's going to catch you eating a steak somewhere? Mm -hmm. 
that's fucking nutty. That's the worst lie I've ever. I've heard some yeah. lies. And I've told some lies. Yeah. And that's now the she's got to order a filet fish the next time this lady sees her on a Friday. Also, from her <laughs> Catholic days. Yeah. Like, I'm not Catholic. I, I'm actually not Catholic, but I'm still doing the Catholic stuff. Right. I mean, my brother and his wife aren't Catholic and they do Lent, but. Mm-hmm. I never understood that. I'm always like, why deprive yourself? Who cares? Uh-huh. Um, you don't believe in the God. So, but anyway, uh, here she goes. I can't keep coming up with excuses, but beyond that, I don't think it's right for her to ask everyone individually, uh-huh. which that's a good point. Yeah. It should just be like a, a thing. Just put it up in know? the break room or whatever. Yeah. But now she's going to know if like HR comes and says to her, like, Hey, you got to cut it out. HR is she's gonna know now that it was the lady who is the fake Catholic vegetarian who yep. put them up to it. I think that's why she the uh, the solution here, and you know, I, I know this is easier said than done, specifically as a guy who confrontation just really makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Um is that I think you just just say no because now you're caught in a web of lies Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like what if what if what if the whole team goes out to lunch on a friday at like a a place with like a good menu with meat stuff on it Mm -hmm. like what are you gonna eat vegetarian that day yeah if you live in the south the chances are better than not that you're gonna go out to a place like that so you're stuck now now you're stuck Pretending like you're a ex-Catholic, uh-huh. I guess is you're going to be that's... eating those little like three-inch like cuts of corn or whatever at the at the barbecue. Yeah, so she's just saying the person's really sweet, but she hates being in this awkward position. Which uh-huh. I'm with you. I don't like saying no. No, believe me. But one of the things in the earliest earliest days of street fight as a business. 2016 2017 was that like this is so people are gonna hate this but uh i would say yes and then have brett go and tell people no for me (gasps) brian (laughs) i don't do it anymore (laughs) and it hasn't been that's fuckboy behavior i know know, man his job was to say no i would be like yeah sure we'll work on it and then i'd be like hey you got to tell this person we're not going to do that brutal I know I it's evil, but I am really scared of confrontation, like to a, a, a degree with which, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, uh, I think I'm just, it's so weird, Yeah, but I, know, get, I was, get that to was, a point. Cause like for certain things that are high, highly charged like that with me, my body just goes into overdrive and I'll cry. So like, I'm like, I don't want any of these motherfuckers to see me cry. So I really don't want to get to that point where I have to have this discussion. <laughs> so, Yeah. I started saying no. I mean, it, it wasn't a long time. It was just like, I need, I need you to be my bad cop because I can't mm-hmm. be a bad cop. No cops though. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I am getting better, but here's some more psychology. You facts. should try crying. <laughs> I, that won't work. It's been a very long time. Oh no. During sex, women are more likely to what? orgasm <laughs> while wearing socks. No, like my wife. Knew. When a woman gives oral sex, 
a hormone okay. is released in her body. Okay, I really like fat. that one, actually, to tell you the truth. <laughs> um, maybe this is actually an intelligent video. because Okay, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you, you tell your wife to wear socks while you're having sex. Yeah. And then also let them know that, hey, you know, oh, BJ, I'll make you burn some fat. So. That is fucking hysterical. <laughs> it's one of the funniest ones, but it just oh keeps God. getting weirder. Oh, fucking what? Flubbed for all you flub heads out there. I kind of. <laughs> Frequent sex and masturbation can make you look up okay. to 10 years younger. All right. Couples who spend 10 minutes a day laughing together are more likely to have a stronger okay. relationship. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of psycho, Uns actually, to tell you the truth. Uh, a little bit like couple just laughing for 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, sometimes <laughs> that doesn't work i i would assume um here we go unspoken rules of sex one 50 of the time a woman saying don't stop i'm about to come will make you come and ruin her orgasm it's a cool oh my glitch God, that why hasn't been is patched. this phrased this way this is fucked up it's incredibly a man cool. definitely this like there is no how would you even on the fence about this brian I just, this one is, I, I, I love the idea. I wasn't on the fence with any of these. These are nuts. <laughs> calling, calling this a cruel glitch that hasn't been patched yeah. is the guy who finished like too early. Yeah. Uh, too many fucking times. Mm -hmm. Brother, that's you. You got to learn how to think about baseball. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Think about work. Think about fucking anything. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, one more here. Two. Wash your genitals. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been doing that. Wow. Thank you for the tips. <laughs> Let's do three. Let's do tip three. Three. Don't lie about being what? on the pill. I mean, all right, dude. People now we don't. know it's a dude. Yeah. This is such an incel. You're right. This is like yeah. incel shit. I think I might have got this recommended to me now because of the Lycus, the Tom Lycus. Yeah. Thing. The number four. I'm looking at number four. You haven't announced it and you haven't played it, but I'll this play is it. definitely some incel shit. <laughs> yeah. Here's number four. Four. The difference between fetish and felony is Ugh, checking beforehand. That's creepy. Thanks. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Five. As a guy, it's unspoken law to alert your partner okay. before you come. Six. What? Don't blow okay. into the vagina. That's... Seven. Take a pee after you have sex. <laughs> it Thanks. will help prevent infections. That is actually good medical advice for anybody who All has, um, you know, internal plumbing rather than external plumbing. Uh, True. If you're prone to UTIs, hot tip there. Well, here's we'll play one last one and we can get out of here. We only did two ask of managers, but you know what? We we uh, we knocked them out of the park. <laughs> so uh, here we go. Last psychology fact. Girl ever wants from a guy is his effort to show her just how much he cares for her That's and nice. how much we'll he loves her. When a girl is acting like she doesn't care about you anymore, oh, that's when she no, needs no, you no, the no, most. That's no. not true at all. <laughs> if a man wants you, you won't have asked for effort. 
He'll make time, he'll call you, he'll text you. Trust me. No man is too busy <laughs> okay. for a woman he truly right. wants. So, uh, oh, let's do this one. When a woman wants a man and lusts after him, the lover need not bother to conjure up opportunities, for she will find more in an hour than we men could think of in a century. Though, yeah, I was Karen. like, this is like a roomy poem or something. <laughs> When a woman wants a man and lusts after him, mm -hmm. the lover need not bother to conjure up opportunities, for she will find more in an hour than we men could think of in a century. I don't, I don't even, I don't understand that. But <laughs> I, the reason I played this is really because psychology facts about human behavior, yeah, and it just keeps getting increasingly more psycho. Yeah. And it's like some hot tips like pee after sex and also women are horny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sometimes women, again, if a woman oral sex, yeah. uh, uh, if a woman gets oral sex, it sends out a hormone that burns fat. So yeah. that's a, that's a big deal. But yeah, there's Karen, no citation for that. But <laughs> Karen, I appreciate you doing this show. It was super fun. I'm so glad and, you uh, asked. Yeah. Oh, we'll have you back. You're on the rotation list Yay. for sure. Um, tell people where to find you and uh, we'll get out of here. Yeah. So you can follow me at K-A-R-E-N-G-E-I-E-R -E -E on Twitter. That's where I'm mostly posting these days. I don't really have a lot like a thing to promote right now because I'm so head down at work. Uh, <laughs> and the things that I'm working on there, I can't promote in a public space. So that will just well, be But she back. wants... She wants to promote this fact right here. <laughs> no good woman wants a man who's out there entertaining every woman throwing herself at him. <laughs> Self-respect goes both ways. Show you're worth the pursuit and not easily swayed by flattery and beauty. So that was Karen's plug. For yeah, the show. I'm always telling people this one. Don't be swayed by flat flattery and beauty. If somebody yeah. tells you you're hot, I don't sit around thinking no. that. But Karen, I want to thank you for coming on. It was yeah, very fun. And I'll you. have you again. And as you awesome. know, when I Bye. hit in broadcast, it goes away. Okay. Bye. 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 Get into the bread, middle fingers to the bed. 
said, no, I ain't playing. Yeah, I'm already playing with a bag. I ain't playing around with now. Yeah, I barely trust my fam. I pull up there like damn. A hundred racks on a ram. And a chopper with a hundred rounds. Yeah, the chopper little, but it sound. Fifty, just sound. Yeah, can't get to stepping like Pam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, money coming, money gone. Yeah, I got the double R truck now. I walk the one with no ceiling.